0: How you doing, my big brother?
1: Yeah, not bad, mate. (laughs) We're back in lockdown.
0: (laughs) Back in lockdown on a Zoom sesh again. So it's um quite the times have come back. We thought it was a thing of the past, but you know what I was thinking? Um it's
1: it's a bit it's a bit messed up because like this time a year ago, we were sort of coming out of our lockdown and and you know, like the northern hemisphere was just getting smashed like U.S., you you know Europe, UK, all that stuff, and it's not like we're having like tons of deaths or whatever, but like this is probably the this is the heaviest lockdown that Sydney's had. Like yeah. they never um, last year they never really outlawed like um, you know because you and I are basically trades people now, and now in Sydney they've stopped all trades work. Basically, you're not allowed to go into the home unless it's an emergency.
0: Yeah. so yeah. Yeah, it's full on, man. It's crazy times. Test the character. But as we were talking before, before we came on live, you know, there's plenty of stuff to do. Always mm. things that we always ask for more time. I know that we're not going to be getting paid. That's a problem. However, mm. now we've got a little bit more time so we can tend to the things that we that we want to do and that we just claim we have no time for. Now there's no excuse for it. So yeah, man. I think that's Hard it. times make you know, hard people, right? So that's it, man. A hundred percent. Yeah. And and weak men make hard times too. So it's to Stay strong, my bro, and everyone mm-hmm. else out there. And not just brothers, obviously the sisters too. But, um, today, today's topic, I wanted to talk another, another episode on what dogs have taught me. And I'm sure we've talked about this before, but now there's like a, a two way, um, conversation, which is a little bit nicer, um, to have. And the first one I want to talk about, and I guess especially now, and the reason why I guess I want to talk about it is that adhering to daily routines and why discipline equals freedom, a Jocko mm-hmm. Willink, um, term with that, you know, it's a, creed creed for our life every day we always look back at it because now you know obviously gyms are closed can't do anything normal the only time you're allowed to leave is for an essential reason Mm. but and yeah we can't go to the gym but of course we can still work out we can still you know keep on learning and getting creative on whatever it is that we're working on and of Mm. course what about our dog training and the reason why dog trainers can be quite disciplined people or even thinking about the discipline process because it's exactly what we're teaching to every single people all the time and your dogs, I guess our dogs force us to go for that walk every day and do the extra training sessions. And then we have to adopt that into our own life. So um, how do you feel about that? You know, being now that you're restricted and you've got shadow around, you know, what's, what's been the change since last lockdown, this lockdown for you?
1: Yeah. It's funny, man. If anything, I think Shadow, like obviously in general, Shadow is a blessing and I think dogs are a massive blessing in our lives and like why else would I have become a dog trainer if not for that, partially. Um, But what I'm saying is like Shadow has really enabled me to um have a solid reason to get outside of the house one, at least once, if not two or three times a day. Like at the moment, my routine now is like I get up and the first thing I do... Um, is obviously, you know, get dressed or whatever, but then I take Rach and I take Shadow and we go down to the cafe down the road here, get a takeaway coffee. And then we're in the park for like close to an hour with the chucker doing some obedience. I put his um, breakfast in my pouch and so we just work in different stuff, bit of recall, bit of have some fun, like whatever, man. And like that gets me out of the house. Like morning sun on our faces. Like it's the middle of winter right now. You know, it's like ten degrees or whatever first thing in the morning. But like gets me out of the house. Um, in a in a time where I'm otherwise spending a lot of time locked down. Like we're all supposed to be. So exactly. You know.
0: And of course, people without a dog can still go for a walk. However, it's more normal. Like, you know, you're seeing a lot more people walking where you normally wouldn't see them walking because they'll have some other form of enrichment in their life. But, um, but the dog walkers, where like the people that you're familiar with, you're seeing the same thing. It, it is a routine, which is a good, healthy routine to be in, but also like just looking at the fundamentals of, of the obedience training, obviously being part of exercise is that you want that skill to develop is that we always have to continue working on that. And, You know, for me, I've been able to do more workout sessions for myself because I've had more free time. And that really shows me that it is a part of my life for Mm -hmm. me to naturally do more of it because I just have time for it rather than forcing myself to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and just movement of the body doesn't be crazy. But um, but enough to keep momentum because when things go back to normal, whatever that is, then we just pick up everything that we're doing. We don't want to have this to be a big riff. And when we find that we are busy or we've been away from from our dogs for a certain period of time and not being in that routine, you can see how it affects our dogs and it affects them quicker. Like you see the results of non-fulfillment a lot quicker than when you see it for us. Like obviously we can feel it and we're more in touch with it, but a habit for us takes a little bit longer to develop, I believe, than in a dog. It kind of happens very quickly, especially if they find a really good reason to do whatever it is that they do or they don't do. You know what I mean? How do you and, feel um, after your workouts? Like,
1: especially at the moment, given that we are in lockdown, are you finding that sort of helping with the whole, you know, endorphin and mental health aspect of all that kind of stuff?
0: Oh man, I always feel hundred percent better after, after you work, out, even if you come bother doing, it, and that's kind of half the reason why you should do it. Even there's cold showers every single day. Um, especially now it's cold that it sucks. And mm. but you always feel good after doing it. And that's a really good thing. And yeah, that, that's, indirectly probably the reason why we love exercise so much is because it, it does give us, you know, that dopamine, all the rest of the endorphins, but um, it's still not the same as the the normal exercise that I would like to do and then what I'm craving, mm. you know, a little bit more intense, mm. but that's cool. It's cool. It's probably more of a time, clearly because it's winter as well. It's a cool time for a bit more passive, you know, um, and just work on the other skills, a bit more meditation, a little bit more breathing exercises and you know, working away with all the goals and the projects that we've got to do. And then also um, I'm thinking very soon, I'm going to start doing a little bit of scent work with um, Nookie and mm-hmm. maybe just kind of make that a little bit of a thing as well. Delve into another side of training and have a little bit of fun with that. And you've got to keep, keep those skills um, enriched because dog training always should be fun for both of us, you know what I mean? Both ends of the leash. 100% which then i guess kind of we've we've already addressed but i think it's important as well is that foundations are always be practiced in life you know so for example if you're into martial arts training obviously i i like to practice is that you know you do your shadow boxing you, you do your you, you you practice foundations footwork and do core exercises doing all of those things consistently is just like how, tending to the foundations and the humble and and
1: oh, um, I just lost you for a second there, man. You're saying oh, foundations is oh my internet's oh. unstable. It's saying
0: sorry about that. Uh, we'll what keep a going. Perfect. What a perfect analogy, right? Without the internet, the con- the connection and the conversation can't happen, right? Well, that's the
1: other thing, right? Everyone's working from home. I'm sure the um, the residential internet is like heaving right now. Yeah, I guess so. that's a good point. Imagine Even how many internet. people are on it. A- yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine how many people are on a Zoom call right now,
0: you know? It. Totally. Yeah, look, like, you know, if we're not tending to those foundations of the house, then I guess if you didn't hear it before, then the dwelling that's sitting on top of that foundation crumbles. Mm. And just like with our dog training, so, so important. Of course, we've talked about this in episodes before, is working on those foundations and keeping them strong at all times, like your are luring and working on just your real basic um, obedience, especially if you're out there, going the extra level and going and and doing more advanced obedience and advanced training, complex sort of skills with your dogs, keep the, keep those basic things um, alive still as well. Otherwise not that you'll lose them, but if foundations are strong, you can branch off at any time to do whatever else you want to do. And I think, you know, um, same thing with, talking about ourselves being in lockdown is the foundations of what you do is important, but not the actual thing, right? Like maybe you can't go to agility training with your dog and you can't go to the barn sports and you can't do those extra things. So then you work on all the things that need to be worked on in the background as well. And that's exactly what dog training should be. Where a lot of the times we find our dog, all right, well, right, let's bring this to a more pragmatic situation where you want to work on your down at the coffee shop but you're not sitting at the coffee shop anymore with that sort of level um, intensity of people, but then work on a different aspect of the down. So maybe you're working on the distraction side of it, but maybe you want to work more on your distance and maybe moving more out of of sight and Mm. practicing it and getting more creative, you know, becoming a little bit more adaptive. If you have good foundations, you can adapt your training to any sort of situation. It's ironic with the
1: lockdown as well, like um, in terms of distraction, I think the park i don't go to dog parks as we've discussed on many occasions but um you know even the park down here near the cafe it's uh everyone's socially distanced, but in a way i think it's probably like busier than it normally would be and, and so using that to my advantage to like you know play fetch with shadow and you can see it like he he looks around and but like that motivational mass is always on my side or you know i i try and manage it so that it is right so that he doesn't just fuck off on me and run off but it, it's not happened yet but it's good using those other people using the environment as a distraction yep. to to um show him that all the value
0: comes from me exactly and that's why like you know I'm thinking of when I'm when we're teaching obedience and behavioral modification whatever it is in that first session it's about a lot of the things that we're working on don't seem very important at all this is how you hold the leash Oh, you when the dog pulls, put your hand on your hip. Like little, those little nuances, there's little things. I drill them, and they, and any, you know, good coach or teacher kind of annoys their students into drilling the pattern, drilling the pattern, drilling the pattern until your shoulders about to fall off and you're going to lose your mind. That whole wax on, wax off sort of situation. Um, and so then when it when it's necessary, boom, it just falls into place, and mm. that's what. That's what foundations are all about. Just like, you know, I put a video up on Instagram when this gets released probably like two weeks ago when we're passing the leash to each other. We know that the leash lock is important, but you know what happens when people get past the leash? They grab the end of the lead. They're looking at the loop. They're trying to figure out how to put it over your thumb. By the time all this is happening, your dog's at the end of the lead like Tasmanian devil, you know, done a couple of whirlwinds around you, jumping up at people and everything else. So the video was to show when the lead comes to you, you grab where you want to hold the the lead. At the, in the end, you grab it at the beginning. You lock it there. Then you grab the loop and put over. Such a simple little transition there, rather than doing it the reverse way, can save a lot of undesirable situations to unfold. And that's where we want to get people thinking. So, working on learning how to teach people and learning how to learn and to teach dogs. Two things that are most important: is those fundamentals. We have to teach dogs fundamentals. We need to teach humans fundamentals, and that goes across the board with everything we do. And I think that's why dog training can enhance our life because we just apply the same things to our own life. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm so into all of this. Um, more than even, like, just talk about dietary. You know, I'm um, making sure that we feed our dogs the right diet. You can see behavioral issues change very very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just—it's fuel, like, right? It's the same uh, as us. Yeah, think about shit it there, in, right? shit out man some people feed their dog's amazing raw food they think about their diet, but like you got to think about it for yourself as well otherwise you're not good to your dog if you're not good to yourself you know <laughs> and what was my last point i want to talk about here that's right observing patterns of behavior so to talk less and to listen more and how ironic for the person saying that who <laughs> who makes a living talking every day <laughs> talking to a microphone right um and obviously i can talk a lot But I guess one thing that's important when observing behavior anyway and social interactions is the skill that we learned as dog trainers. You know, the client can give you, the owner of the dog can give you the biggest elaborate story and you can just see a similar, like the dog in a similar situation, similar environment, and you can get a picture of how that dog is as a temperament within, you know, a minute or two. You know what I mean? Like observing behavior is super powerful and doesn't involve talking and having that. And I think someone, um, Roger put it up on um, commented on one of our Instagram videos, a snippet of last, like one of the last episodes, he said that he came out of the dentist, his mouth was still numb, but he still took the dogs to the park and he's still able to give commands and communicate to them without even giving them a verbal command. And That's there. Obviously, him him being aware of that, he has gestures as well as verbal commands. Mm. But he knows that the art of observation is that the dogs can rely on just physical gestures, and you can. In fact, they're probably more
1: in tune to them, right? Like there's a hierarchy, generally speaking.
0: Definitely, and and they will that tactile um, physical gesturing, tactile, visual, auditory, right? Usually in that order. There you go. Yeah, and Mm. that's true. So, um, but we touch C here, right? Yeah.
1: Touch
0: see here. Exactly. Um, the here is good, but. Um, That's a human thing works. though. That's a human it's thing. It's a human thing. And dogs still use it. Obviously they have ears, but, um, but they don't use it as well. They, I guess they do use it for communication as well. There are obviously a lot of verbal gestures that dogs give. But obviously, visual is the most important. But you can see how Roger in that situation was aware of that. He understood that. So he goes, I can take the risk, even though I can't talk to my dogs and take them to the park because I know that they'll still follow it because he practices it when he doesn't need it. So when he needs it, he's got it. And such a perfect example. And that's being aware, you know, because once we start to observe body language, we start to be aware of our environment. We start to be aware of how we feel in the environment and start to think of, well, what gestures am I giving Like you catch yourself with your arms folded or you're fiddling with something or you're anxious about something and you flicker with your ring, observing your behavior to be like, Oh, that's how I feel. And sometimes you don't, you don't know how you feel when you're in the middle of it. Having that skill is what we do with our dogs. When our dogs start to feel stressed, we back them up. We get their focus back on us. We change the situation. We have to be empathic in that, in that situation, so to speak, where we have to like kind of feel where they're at and then try to influence their their chemistry it's pretty deep right and thinking about chemistry and how that affects our psychology is even more fascinating because it's not just how you think but it's also what's happening beyond that which is changing our behavior and the rabbit hole goes quite deep (laughs) and that's um it's pretty cool but then also it can be um you have to try to find a pragmatic way of utilizing it and then also trying to explain it and that kind of is that's everything of life every every situation that we encounter like for example i felt a little bit anxious the other day about something that was happening but how to switch my mind from that into back into dog trainer mode in like a quick a quick moment is a skill that has to be developed but the best way to develop is by being aware of it and we expect our dogs to do that we expect them to go hey don't feel anxious and react I need you to be focused and calm on me. And if you can't bloody do it, well, then how the hell's that? The creature. Yeah. Makes, you got to practice so. what you preach, right. Even across, even across species. Yep. So true. You know, and especially when you have expectations of your friends and your wife and your, and you know, your kids or your animals, your pets, whatever it is, your neighbor is that you got to have a bit of pers- perspective, you know, and I think um, perspective is something that we do definitely teach. I mean, we learn definitely as dog trainers as animal communicators you know and that sounds so woo woo right is that you have to you have to cross that barrier whatever that barrier is and i think that there's a there's a space there without getting too woo woo and getting into it is that there's something there's that there's that that energetic feel Mm -hmm. field or a feel to it which can't really be taught that can only be felt you know like you say someone who's like who knows how to Deal with a horse, like for example, with me, I would be very nervous around a horse, and because I've had mm. very, very limited time around, I'm not like scared of them, but like I don't know, like if you said go get the horse and bring him over to me, I wouldn't know how to do that. Yeah, um, plus they're pretty big. They're well, <laughs> big; it's intimidating, and I've never yeah. done it before. I don't want to do it wrong, and also, um and, and that's one of the things on my list in life to um to learn, but. But like a lot of things seem hard until you've
1: done them, right? And that's natural. Like, and then feeling it too. To, to climb the mountain, you've got to first believe that the mountain is there. And then you've just got to like pick a direction and just start walking, right? And,
0: yep. and like it's yep. one step at a time.
1: Doesn't exactly. matter how
0: big the goal is. Feel it out. And you have to be able to feel it out when you're with your animals, especially when you get to a point where you can go to the park with no verbal commands and with no leads, is that you got to have a lot of trust between each other and mm. know that. There are things, and then also it's a test of how much are you using your voice. And usually in dog training, we like to have everything on verbal cue rather than a gesture. It's like more preferable. It looks more badass, but um, there's, I don't it's very impossible to to remove every single gesture that you do, since mm. you have to move your mouth to bloody talk anyway. So
1: yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah. Like, you, is
0: the dog just reading the lips, or what's going on? Well, like obviously, if you're behind a blind or if you're behind a wall and you give them commands and they they follow yeah. it, yeah. You know, and and it can be done for sure. Um, but yeah, any thoughts of my of our
1: upload today? No, I think that's pretty good, man. So a bit of a short and sweet one, but like. It's, you know, like now that we are sort of back in lockdown, like it's a good time for contemplation and I'm super grateful to have shadow during all of this. I think like there's probably a lot of people going through tough times right now and I feel like we can really turn to our animals for solace and like a reminder of how, you know, just the transient nature of life, man, like they're so in the moment. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like for Shadow, there's no tomorrow, there's no yesterday. Really, there's there's somewhat, but there's only really net the here and now. And mm-hmm. like and They're that's why I love right? going out in the park with him yeah. and just being in the moment, like just throwing the just a man and his dog throwing the ball. You know what I mean? Like exactly.
0: And that's what I wanted to like, you know when we talk in this podcast, you know, it's life with our dog. It's well, what is it that we gain from this relationship? What is it? What is it that we do all of that? Why do we pick up their shit and have to feed them for like, what is, what is, and I can, some people don't get it. And um, I guess most people can kind of get a gist of it and people that actually know, know what it means, you know? And I think obviously we want to enrich that by learning, you know, learning good training techniques and, and methods as well as being able to apply it. But it has to go both ways. You know, for me, it's always about, what am I learning from a situation? I'm not obsessed about nothing about every single interaction, but it's a good time to contemplate. And something that I learned from, from a teacher a long time ago is that, you know, a lot of people try to seek salvation and try to find God when they hit rock bottom. But the truth is you've got to be doing that when you're at your best and, at your, and when you're feeling your greatest, whatever it is, your daily ritual or your spiritual practice is that you practice it when when everything's good and find that gratitude. So when things start to kind of go a bit astray, you know what it is that you've actually lost because you've been showing some form of gratitude to it.
1: Well, that's um, dog training, right? Like we, yeah. we, what do we say? We practice it when we
0: don't need it so that when we do need it, we've got it. That exactly. And then also think about like actually literally you reinforce behaviors you want. It's thinking that mm-hmm. so you're actually thinking about what it is that you want and you have to be grateful for that. You know, if you want to make dog training a bit of a, of like take another angle at it is that if you're, if you're reinforcing a behavior, you have to look at, Hey, I really like that. So then when it's happening to you, it's like, Hey, I really like where I'm at right now. This is awesome. I should acknowledge it. Maybe even say it out loud or say it to a friend because you can acknowledge it and then you can appreciate it more. Mm. And that's pretty cool too. So being agreed, literally. I'll
1: I'll tell a funny little anecdote on the, on the topic of um, dog ownership. I always think this is funny. Like who, who owns who, right? I'm at the cafe yesterday morning lining up for the um, coffee and um, this guy walks up and he's got two little dachshunds. and um, right, like I've just finished ordering mine. And like, he's just about to, you know, say his coffee order and one of the dogs just backs out a massive turd on the footpath, <laughs> like right on the concrete, right in front of the cafe. And it's like, you know, the indignity of having to like pick up your dog's shit off the footpath, wow. uh, it, it, you know, in amongst all these people ordering their coffee. And I, whenever I see a dog doing that, like on the footpath, I'm like, yeah, who owns who, man? Really?
0: The dog's not picking up my shit. <laughs> and then also, you know, if I was to be a dog trainer, Brad, is that, well, obviously he wasn't paying attention when he dogs needed to do it, unless he always does on the concrete, which some dogs mm. do it. And then it could have been wet grass and the dogs don't like on the wet grass, whatever. But um, I know what you're saying. Obviously, I'm, I'm now Shadows I'm on, a, on a mad poo schedule, bro. Like he only, he only,
1: Um, pretty much only poos in the morning. He'll do like one when he first gets up and then one like a couple few hours later. And then sometimes he'll do one late at night, but it's pretty rare.
0: Some dogs do a lot of pooing because they get overfed way too much. Mm. He's only on like two cups a day. He's lean ass. Yeah, he's looking good. That's it, man. I think think that's that's us for today. I've got thanks so everybody. much to do. I've got the biggest to-do list ever. So, mm-hmm. everybody, there's things coming that we're working on. But as I said, we need time, and now we have it, so make the most of it. Um, it's been an awesome, awesome topic, bro, um, mm-hmm. and I'm happy that we got to bounce off each other because um, people that need to hear this stuff and it's what is true to my heart as well, we're very passionate about it. So happy to share it with you all. So thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Thank yeah. you again. See you I'll next see time. See you, my
0: brother.